Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Or if you really are passionate and you don't even care about getting paid for your writing, you could go write some slam poetry and go to a slam poetry jam. Please don't do that. I love slam poetry. I don't I'm not into fun. slam poetry. I don't care what you say. It's the cadence of everybody saying. I know. The thing that they're saying. Easily parodied. As much as they can. Easily parodied. Very aware of it. And I still love it. But how am I knowing if I'm not even knowing where <laughs> I'm going? I'm like, oh, I'm out. Welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello, everybody. Iceman checking in. <laughs> um, we're going to do a Q&A, Ask Us Anything, because they have been building up. We did a, a live caller one um, for our 100th episode that got split into two, which was really fun, but it wasn't from the emails. So we are taking questions from the emails today. If you didn't know we had an email or you didn't know where to submit it, it's podcast at Nikki.Limo. I realize I haven't been talking about the email address. Very true. That's because there's so many that I want to, you know, I feel bad when I don't get to all of them. But we but will read them all eventually. We will, we will read them all. We will. But I um, I don't want to do the same topic. I tried not to do the same topic. But That makes sense. And a lot of people have similar questions. So hopefully, if even if your topic doesn't get read or your question, then maybe there's a similar question that you can relate to. Thank the you. answer. Perfect. Okay. Okay. So, uh, also, we don't read these beforehand, so go I'm cold, just going to pick go some cold. random ones. There's a there's a lot here, so I'm just going to pick randomly. Let's do it. Okay. Right. Here's the first one. Must Consult Sticky is the title. Hello, Nikki. Hello, Iceman. Hello. Am I old enough to even decide that I want to pursue writing? I'm 23 years old and a third-year English undergraduate. I'm wondering if I should work towards becoming an awesome English literature teacher, for which I need a master of teaching here in Ontario. I would be happy as a teacher. I would have summers off. I would teach what I love. But writing... It's wedged into my damn soul. I've always understood my life best by expressing it on paper. I love writing life beautifully, meaningfully, and carefully. I love stories in which there are tragic heroes. I love creating believable, nuanced characters based on whom I've come across in life. And I love making heartfelt mini-stories in verse. I love holding finished essays. I love to think through my writing, texting, and even speaking. It's all expression to me. Plays, poetry, short stories, etc. There's more to it. I love experiencing life itself for the sake of being able wow, to express to it. Us? I am, uh, I think it's a girl. Uh, oh, okay. I am awakened by it. I need to pursue it. On to my qualm then, which okay. sounds like calm, which is totally misleading. Am I thinking straight? Do I make my writing plan A or plan B? Any advice if I don't want to teach? Long live Thirsty Thursday. XOXO, honored to write to you, Sticky. Truly, Julie. Julie, beautifully put. You have a we quite, just quite kind a of... gift of gab. You have the, the gift of prose. Yes. Yeah. Because it's all written. It was very romantic. Yeah. I was like, damn. She's. Trying to get, I think get that's what she's saying. She could, she can convey, she can express herself be much better through writing. So she probably wrote this email. That was like a dating profile. Right. Yeah. Wow. We were actually just talking about this on the break uh, with our, with our Mark, with our Mark. We, yeah, we our, all have a Mark in our you lives. You know, you know our Mark. Um, but we were talking about uh, cre creativity and creating things, yes. and how the satisfaction of creation or creating something yes um, overrides a lot of logic or plans or whatever. Um, so it sounds like, yes, uh, going into teaching, yes, yeah, sounds very sound. Mm -hmm. Sounds like something up your alley. You're very well versed in literature and in English, but uh, you find the joy through creating and writing. Can't you do both? Teaching's you can. Teaching is pretty cool. And for that's that. what I was going to get to. Yeah. You can have your cake and eat it too. Teaching is one of the jobs, one of the gigs that I feel you get a lot of free time. Yeah, it, well, that's what she said. She gets summers off. Yeah, I mean, um, you get weekends off. There you go. I think that a lot of times it's even better for students when they're like, "Ooh, I'm taking a class with the guy that or the girl that wrote blah blah blah." Yes. You know. Yes. So you're you're still writing, you're still creating, and then you can still teach. And that's what do I that. mean, a lot of professors do that. Yeah. They come up with a book a year. And or shit. if you really are passionate and you don't even care about getting paid for your writing, you could go write some slam poetry. Go to a slam poetry jam. Please don't do that. I love slam poetry. I don't I'm not into slam poetry. I don't care what you say. It's the cadence of everybody saying. I know. The thing that they're saying. Easily parodied. As much as they can. Easily parodied. Very aware of it. And I still love it. But how am I knowing if I'm not even knowing 
where <laughs> I'm going. I'm like, oh, I'm out. I'm out. I love it. I'm. I love uh, the way it hits you. And actually, Eminem's kind of a slam poet. Oh, get uh, off it. But through with a beat. You know, Let's uh, answer their nice uh, people's okay, questions. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, anyway, I think you should do both. Boom. I think Done. so, too. Boom. And good luck. Also, And you... she says, am I old enough to even decide when I want to pursue writing? Yeah. 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 How old is she? 23. Yeah, come on. I think you already know. Yeah, you do the it already. You're just looking for confirmation. Yeah. And I confirm. It's confirmed. All right. I got to read this one because the title is, My Boyfriend is Gay? <laughs> it's a question. If they're a man, though, that's pretty funny. <laughs> True. My boyfriend's gay? <laughs> Someone called him gay. <laughs> um, I recently found out in high school my boyfriend would meet up with a gay friend of mine in the bathroom and get a blowjob from him. There were rumors that he made a sex tape, and when I started dating him, I asked if this was true, and he denied it. But my friends told me that it was, and to tell him I saw the video. I later told him, don't lie, I saw the sex tape, and I knew it was him. He admitted to it and told me he didn't like it and would never do it again, so I believed him. Later on, it came out it happened multiple times, and I asked him again about it, and he said the same thing, that he didn't like it, and it was a mistake, and so forth. I was clearly bothered by it, and it took me time to not think about this. Flash forward two years of dating, and we are now in college, and a friend of ours both told me and... Uh, both told me my boyfriend made a secret Snapchat to contact the gay man and showed me that there was a video on a site of the gay man giving him a blowjob to an or giving a blowjob to an unknown guy, which kind of looked like his dick and was also in a bathroom, but I couldn't tell. I couldn't get it out of my head. And I, of course, asked him and he denied this, but it seemed he seemed very convincing. What do I do? Is my boyfriend gay? The gay man he got blowjobs from is very feminine, and I'm not sure if that matters. Is he cheating on me? How do I get this video out of my head? Thank you so much. Wow, there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think your boyfriend might be bi. Yeah. He he could be gay, or he could be bi. But he's definitely not. I think she would know better than we would. He's definitely not fully straight. No. Um, if unless he just loves getting a blowjob, it doesn't matter who gives it to him. He's some he's that's some that, kind of straight. That's a uh, that's straighter than I've ever been. What's it called? Um, I don't know what it's called. I don't know all the labels. Um, that's when you're so straight, you're like, even <clears throat> if a guy sucks my dick, I'm straight. That's yeah. the absolute straightest a person can be. You go on the the straightest spectrum yeah. ever. Wow. Um, Impressive. I think that you know. Yeah, I think I think she knows better yeah, than we do. Yeah, I think you know. Yeah. That's a lot of clues. Um, yeah. And also, not that it wouldn't matter if he was bi or completely straight, as long as he wasn't cheating on you, but it sounds like he's actually cheating on you. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I would be concerned. <laughs> I I'd so. be very concerned. Yeah, he's cheating on you. I would have to say if he's, he's cheating on you, then yeah, that that sucks. I don't know him. I don't know his life. Maybe he's not cheating on you, but it sounds like he's cheating on you. And maybe he's cheating on the guy who's giving him blowjobs too. We don't know, we don't know the full story. Who's cheating on him with you? You know what I'm saying? So, we don't really know. Okay. This one, the title is Sticky Equals Goals. I got a question. He, okay. okay. Hi, hi, Steve and Nikki. Love, love, love your podcast and your relationship. Thanks for being real. Oh, It's a great show. Thank you. Thank you for the we compliment. First here. compliment of the day. Yeah. Um, if you do read this, please let me stay anonymous. Quick opinion slash advice on my situation. I'm 25. I've been with my boy first boyfriend for two years and three months now. We became official only after 11 days we met in person, 14 days after we started talking, met on an app. He's a great partner, but sometimes I doubt us and he gets mad when I tell him that, which I think is normal. Nobody wants their partner to doubt the relationship. It might be my confidence, but if he's the one for me, shouldn't it be automatic that I don't doubt us? No. Also, our love languages don't mesh. Mine is physical touch and gift giving. His is quality time and acts of service. I try harder to love him using his love language than he does mine. But the point is, just because he loves me using his language doesn't mean he doesn't love me. And my comeback is he's right, but it will mean I don't value it as much since it's not my love language. I guess my question is, we don't really have big problems. Should I continue to focus on the good and not doubt our relationship? Sometimes I wonder if there is someone out there that can love me better, like how you guys knew from your hearts you guys are meant for each other. Am I being ungrateful? Love and thank you both so much, Anonymous. Um, I think love languages are so important. Very important. But I think that you might be overthinking it as well. No, but she, she's saying... Haven't they been together for like 14 days? Uh, Two years and three months. Two years and three months. Wow. No, I don't know how they I started that. dating only after 11 days. Got it. Okay. I yeah. stuck on that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. 14 days after they started talking. So they started dating three days later. They met, met in person. And then 11 days later, they started dating. So then he's had time to understand her love languages. Right. And right. Not quite meet. 
And it sounds like she's trying to make it work by doing his love language, but he's not really doing it back because he's like, I don't see the point. I'm still loving you in my language. I'm loving you. I said I love you. Yeah. It just, you'll never feel, because that's not your love language, you'll just never feel it the same. Yeah, it's tough. And I feel, and I think the whole, the value comes in feeling loved. Yes. Yeah. So even though you can logically know that he's showing you love and that logically he loves you, you won't feel it. Unless you do feel it. She says she doesn't because... I'm trying to be on the bright side. I don't know. I, I know it's hard because like I've definitely done a breakup where there was nothing wrong. We had no big problems. And I've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. But the I didn't the love the love wasn't there. Like the passion. Yeah. Yeah. So I I broke up with a chick who just wasn't very I need a little bit of give back. Yeah. Reciprocation. And yeah, I need a little bit of <clears throat> Physical touch? Pr- prickliness, if you will. Like, I need somebody who can give it like I give it. Oh, you need to be roasted a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Oh, okay. And this chick just didn't have it in her gut. In her right, gut. she's too nice. She's too nice. And I just couldn't, uh, I, I wasn't as interested in her because yeah. she's so nice. Our love language is, is roasting. Oh, yeah. 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 We love, like, if, if one of us gets a good roast in, it, like, turns the other one off. It's awesome. Like, I love when he gets a good roast in. Yeah. I'm like, true. Yeah, <laughs> we love it. But no, but that's part of love language, kind of, yeah, right? Like, yeah, we, we I need that kind of stimulation. a Stimulation. Yeah. There's a specific stimulation. Exactly. So yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. This one's a little tough. It's not tough for me. We're going to um, circle back. I'm going to say break up. Wow. I'm sorry, because I don't want you to waste more time. That's the wow. thing. That's the whole thing is that, like, I just don't think it'll end up working out in the end if if you're not getting receiving the love language that makes you feel loved. Damn, the ice ma'am has spoken. The ice woman. The ice ma'am. Ma'am. Oh, I see. You call me ma'am? Yeah, you're the ice ma'am. I don't like it. You don't think that's a good? It sounds old. Sounds like I'm the elderly I think, ice I think woman. A nickname has has is been born. Excuse me, ice ma'am. <laughs> you're the ice, ice ma'am. ma'am uh, where's the ice? And I'm like, <laughs> I worked at this coffee shop, so I get your own damn ice and. <laughs> I don't like it. I like the ice ma'am. The ice ma'am? Yeah. She just bitches about being requested ice from. Yeah. Well, you're also, you're the breakup chick, man. You're like, break up, get over it. Nikki's sitting here smoking cigarettes. Break, break up, up, move on. <laughs> Next caller, you're on the air. Break up. Then why don't you call me the ice breaker? Huh. <laughs> Way cooler. No, it's not that cool. All right. I think people. I think Ice Man really caught on. And I, think I think you're young enough that I think you're young enough that you don't have kids, you don't have marriage, you don't have. It's not deep yet. Just break up. Damn, you hear that? That that's the sound <laughs> of a ice cold fucking burn. It's the icebreaker coming here to no, break it's the ice you. Man. Move on. I'm gonna break your balls. I'm gonna break your walls. I'm. I'm good. See, you wish you wish you could have a cool nickname like me. Mm-hmm. You're so jealous. Everyone Go ahead. calls me the icebreaker. Go ahead. That's what they call me. No, they don't. That's what they call me. You'll see. All right. The next one is called, Hi, Nikki and Steve. I love you guys. In all caps. Aww. Just a tip for get, to get your question picked. Aw. P.S. This is a podcast question. Well, thank you for sending it to the podcast email. Hi, guys. I would like to remain anonymous, but I would just like to say real quick that I love your guys' content, podcast, vlogs, Tasty Tuesdays, and I look up to you guys for having such a healthy relationship. <laughs> Bless you, child. Aw. So my boyfriend lately has had a super low sex drive and it kind of makes me feel unwanted and not sexy because I have a high sex drive and whenever I try to make advances, they're not reciprocated. Mm. Recently, we had a conversation about it and he said that he felt like I sexually assaulted him because in the past, he wouldn't want me to feel upset so he'd say yes to sex even if he didn't want to. So that's turned him off of sex most of the time. As a survivor of sexual assault, this crushed me. He told me that he forgave me but I don't know if I can forgive myself and my question is, how do we move on from this and and begin to have positive associations with sex again hmm well uh this is a tough wait i okay because this my answer varies based on this answer which is was the boyfriend sexually assaulted in the past like he has a trauma associated with it or is he just throwing that out there like it feels like you sexually assaulted me because i didn't want it and you did it anyway you know Is it? I don't know. I don't know what I it don't is. Know either. And I also don't know. It like, sounds like she because she has it. She, uh, she's had some trauma. Yeah. I don't. Uh, and she didn't mention he did. So maybe right. she's just talking about. Uh, she doesn't know the extent to which she might have impacted exactly, him. Exactly. She doesn't want to be the traumatizer. Exactly. Yeah. So right. That would be devastating. Right. And I think just feeling that way is great. Like empathizing with your partner. I think that that's um, that's a great step towards communication. Yes. Um, 
but yeah, I guess it would have to be based on how much that really affected him. I would also always with men, I can tell you right now that anytime I've had lower sex drive, it's usually because of self-esteem. Yeah. For me, for me. Your own stuff. So, uh, right. and I, all I'm doing is talking to you as me here and maybe there's something deeper going on with him, like personally, like as far as his, the way that he yeah. sees himself. Right. That maybe is interfering with his sex Yeah, that drive. happened to us um, early, in the early on. I don't know if you remember, but like in like the first, second year. Um because my ex-boyfriend, I felt like never wanted to have sex with me and it would get frustrating. And then I felt like I was pressuring him all the time. I couldn't find that balance of like, because I wanted it, but he didn't want it. And so when it, it felt like it started happening in our relationship um, and I brought it up and was communicating about it. And Steve said, oh, well, you, I come home and you're in sweatpants. You know, it doesn't really turn me on. Yeah. And like he was kind of just pulling for something yeah. that wasn't addressing his wasn't own issues. I, I like her so I would try to like dress up for him and it still wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. And then I, I took on a lot of that fault and blame and, and like felt like it was me and it was just me that he didn't want, want to have sex with. Mm -hmm. And really it was just an internal issue yes. that he later apologized for after figuring it out, but exactly. it took him a little bit. And, and it, it's not like I had the answer in my head and no, I wasn't sharing it with like, you. Like, I was just not in the mood trying and trying to, come up with a reason why maybe that was yeah. why you know what i'm saying like yeah it, like uh but thankfully that did not last for a year that was like it was yeah. like a little phase yeah so because we talked about it and it made me it did make me question why i was doing this and it helped me find the answer which is extremely helpful and maybe that's what this guy needs yeah especially if you're not taught to address your own personal like you're taught to like a lot of guys that i've dated are just taught to like bury it move on you know be productive yeah, yeah. you know and maybe he and does feel like he was sexually you know assaulted in this case but i i you know i don't know man that's that's uh that's only for him to know and so yeah. i would really i really wanted i would really love to hear from him about it in some way because i we there's a lot of information i'm missing right yeah, yeah. and then she says uh my boyfriend lately so it's just been lately not their whole relationship but just lately got it yeah, which also, like, when my boyfriend was cheating on me, my ex-boyfriend, uh, that also didn't want to have sex with me, um, when he was cheating on me, he would he would give me every excuse in the book. Yeah, I do. And so I don't know what I don't know what this case is. I, we, we need a lot more information. And for me, I've talked about this before, I was, I don't know what to call it, fucking diddled, I don't know, sexually assaulted, sure. Yeah, yes. you were. Okay, I hate to say it because... Only because I know so many people have it so much worse, right? Right. Well, that's why a lot of victims don't say anything about their stories because a lot of, oh, you're like, oh, people have it so much worse. Like, mine's stupid. I shouldn't talk about it or right. acknowledge it. Yeah. But um, I can tell you that after that happened, definitely for a couple of days, I didn't want to have sex or anything. I was fucking weirded out. You felt violated. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's what's going on here too. I don't know. But also that was done to me by like a friend. Yeah. Or someone I thought was a friend. It wasn't like, it wasn't it, your girlfriend. It wasn't my girlfriend. So that's a whole different conversation. And it was a guy. Right. Yeah. So that's what's, that's hard, right? Yeah. I don't know. This one's a hard one to diagnose. I'm not trying to uh, belittle him. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. Not at because all. Because there are people in relationships that do get sexu <clears throat> sexually assaulted by their partners. Totally. Which, you know, we it's would never thing. want to diminish that. But yeah, we just don't have enough information. Yeah. I think just lots of conversations. Just honest talk yeah, about it. Yeah, lots, lots of communication. As much of that as you can get. Yeah. And without, you know, and I know. And developing trust. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That if with, he says no, no means no, you know, like that kind of. With a lot of understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish you and luck. And good luck. Yeah, yeah seriously. Luck. Um, this one's called Bestie Advice. I chose it because this doesn't sound like a relationship question. Yeah. Um, hey, Nikki and Steve. I want to start off by saying I love the podcast and I want to thank you guys for all the good vibes you bring into my life. Aw, thank you. Good person. vibes. Um, I wanted to ask you for some advice. I recently became besties with this guy I've known for a year and a half. Let's call him Trepin. Okay. <laughs> Which I was super excited about. However, two days after becoming besties, he betrayed me. He told me he was going to play pickup soccer that afternoon and then never showed up. I had to find out from a mutual friend that he wasn't coming. It really hurt me because I was so excited to play a sport we both love. I told him this was strike one, and he didn't even apologize until I pointed out that he hadn't apologized. Anyways, I tried to move on, but then about a week later, he got pretty drunk with his friends at a club and sent me a voice memo of his friend saying my name, followed by, she's irrelevant, which my bestie just laughs hysterically at. 
I confronted him and asked why he didn't defend me, and he couldn't come up with a reason other than it was boys' night. And then I, I then told him it was strike two. He's done some other sketchy stuff that could warrant a third strike, but he just makes up an excuse and turns it around on me. So my question is, should I put up with all he's done to me or should I end this bestie friendship? Also, what's your take on the strike system? And if you're all for it, if you're all for it, then can you explain the rules to the strike system? I appreciate any advice you two have. Cheers, Mom Spaghetti Monster. Like the American justice system, I 100% support baseball references <laughs> as far as being the, the law of the land. Right. Three strikes and you're out. Um, I don't... Okay, this this person... You've known this guy for a year and a half, but two days after becoming besties is when he betrayed you. That doesn't sound like a best friend to me. Well, yeah. Do you guys make a pact and say like, okay, we've known each other a year and a half, we're officially besties. We and are then now besties. Two days later, he's like, yo, fuck my bestie. Right. It doesn't really make sense to me. Also, the fuck my bestie thing wasn't even that good. What? Not showing up to a... To a pickup soccer... Yeah. Well, she got uh, stood up. But was it like uh, pickup soccer so everyone there is strangers? Um, I don't know. Or but was it, it says like a... she found out from a mutual friend that he wasn't coming. So it's not like he said, hey, I can't oh, make it. Oh, that's, yeah, that, that's She harder. found out through a mutual right. friend. I just don't think this guy is your bestie. Mm-hmm. And I think that you might be projecting a lot of the friendship onto him. Yes. Uh, is what it sounds like. It sounds like you're really wanting the bestie thing to happen. And it's not there. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think this sounds like a, a one-way friendship where you are putting way more in than you would be getting out of it. And um, I don't, yeah, I, I don't think this is your best friend. I also and- think, too, there's a lot of pressure that goes into playing soccer because it's such a bad sport. <laughs> and so I think that this guy's probably feeling like pressured to play a sport that really nobody really wants to play very much. But you should still communicate that you are not going to show up and play the sport. That's true. That's very true. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if and then he doesn't have your back to this friend. Obviously, the the friend is saying something that hurt you, and then your your bestie just laughs at it instead of like having your back. That's not a bestie. Um, he's a lot not of really. For there's no not bestie. a lot. There's not a lot of evidence for bestie. What's the evidence for bestie? Exactly. Can you provide that, please? Right. What what uh what are the pros and cons when you're making a list? It's like, well, he does all this other shit for me, like. I'm in a wheelchair and he pushes me around all day and See? like he is the best. Right. He's my bestie and we have all these deep conversations every single night. Cuz right now there's I don't see any of that backstory of no, like I'm not seeing Why that. why for? Like he brings me ch- uh he brings me Chipotle every Wednesday, but I'm a yeah. Kedoba person. See if I think if there was enough of that built up, then the strike system would work. It would be like, well, they did all this, so I'll just give them a strike. Exactly. But if there's none of that buildup, then I'm just like, this is pointless. It's done. I hear plenty of strikes already. Too many strikes. And like the American justice system, I think this guy's out and should be lethally injected. Yeah, like your third strike could be stealing a donut and you go to jail for life. So like, <laughs> you know, I don't think you should measure like, okay, well, the donut. So, and blah. No, the justice no. system does it's not death care. death row, pal. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, you did it to yourself. I don't think you get death row for... for you absolutely for get death you row. You just get prison for life. If it has sprinkles. <laughs> okay, the next one is titled Non-Relationship Question. Okay. Hi, Nikki and Steve. I love your podcast. Your podcast is my favorite, and you guys are truly the relationship goals. Oh, thank you. Thanks, girl. Also, they spelled favorite okay. They spelled favorite with the O-U, so I'm, I feel like you're British. Oh, which wow. we love because all of our friends on yes. Love Island are British. Our best friends. Like... Luke and we watch like them Luke every T. day. Like we like, like Callum. Sh- we like Shauna. You like Callum? Well, I, can't, I, I used what to. What's wrong with you? Love All Island right. UK. Shout out. Shout out. All right. I wish to stay anonymous. My mom got a parking ticket. She wants to avoid paying it, paying it by appealing and using my disability badge to say that she was entitled to stay longer. She went shopping with a friend and thinks she could possibly get away by saying that her friend was me. I didn't agree to help my mom with this because the badge says that it's a criminal offense if it's used incorrectly. Your mom is so cheap. I love it. And, oh, and this, he, in parentheses, UK. Yeah, I called it. Um, I offered my mom that I pay for the fine instead, but she said she doesn't need the money. She said that she understood me, but she did appear a it's bit... Principal. Dis- yeah. She doesn't want to pay the ticket. Yeah, exactly. So good. Should I have done this differently? I'm only in my 20s, never committed a crime, but I love my mom and I wish I could have helped her. I did send her money by bank secretly as she never accepted it, but still, I don't know whether I should have done things differently. Many you are so freaking expand. sweet. Can you be yeah, our friend? We, so want, we want you as a friend. Yes. Because you're a very good person. Um, 
I think your mom sounds like one of those people that like the thrill of getting away with something. Yeah, she's like my mom. Yeah. So my dad is like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, okay, according to this law, this yeah, rule, we like, can do this. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good, man. It's like a fun thing. I don't know, but I don't know your mom. Maybe it's not fun for Maybe her. Maybe it's not as fun. Maybe she's like, let me use yeah. your. Let me I use guess your that's shit. the part that I could relate with. The only justification that I could relate with is like if you got some sort of thrill from getting away with something right. sneakily right. and and through a like loophole in the law. And it's such a, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's such a white lie. Yeah. It's so it's cute. It's cute, yeah, and that you're and you're taking it very seriously, and that's I think that's so sweet. You're a very noble person. You're a very noble person for sure. And we wish that there were more of you. Yeah, and, um, and less of the people who, you know, like like I'm thinking more of the Callums. Yeah, the Callums of the, the world. The Callums of the world. And if you haven't watched Love Island and you don't get our references, then get on our level. You're and wrong. stop having excuses and make time for the show. Make time for the show. Look you at can, me. You can look make, at me. Look at him. Look at, me. look at him. Make time for the show. Thank you. You know you have the time. Thank yes. You. I think that you. I don't think there's there's something you should have done differently. I think you were, you're sticking up for your you're sticking to your guns. That's right. And you're I a like principled that. person. Yeah. You got your you got your qualms. You got your scruples. Stick with them. There's nothing wrong with that. And your mom's got her guns, and she's like, I want to get away with the system. <laughs> you ever heard the term "a man's got to learn uh, his limitations"? No. I think it's a beautiful term. Do women have to learn them? Of course, it's a man. Well, well man, man, well, man. man. You said man. Well, man. I don't know. Same. I don't identify with being a man. You gotta learn your limitations sometimes in life. Having boundaries is sick. Having rules for yourself is very cool. And yeah. it, and I feel like having a moral center is very dope. Absolutely. So good on you. And we're all different. You know your line, and you won't cross it. Yes. All right. The next one is relationship advice for anonymous. Hi, Nikki and Steve. I'm currently binge watching your podcast. I'm obsessed. Heart emoji. Thank you. So I am 21 years old and I have never been in a relationship. I know I'm young and I should not be worrying about it, but I still low-key do. I feel like when a guy shows some kind of interest, it goes over my head and I need advice on this matter. Okay, so a group of friends and I decided to go to a gift exchange. Ironically, me and this guy got each other for the gift exchange. He bought me an expensive gift for Christmas. I'm not saying it's expensive to brag. I'm just giving you an idea of the reactions Sounds of the like people. Sounds like you're bragging. <laughs> I'm not one that likes receiving gifts, but the gift giving the gift was extremely nice of him. With this being said, when my stepdad and guy friends seen the gift they told me that no guy would buy an expensive gift like that for just a friend also spoke to a friend that is a girl who knows him and she said that he's just a sweet guy honestly i just need advice about relationships in general i only brought this up as an example because i wanted to know if this was something i was blind to or if i'm just overthinking it thank you for taking the time to help me out i love you both this is a great question yeah it's a really good question it's hard to tell the subtleties of that it's hard to tell if she likes him does she like him Right. Or is she trying to read if she's good at reading if people like her? Um, the uh, This guy got each other for the gift exchange. He bought me... Um, it doesn't sound like she particularly had a crush on him or yeah. anything. I think it's more just like, I can't tell what I'm getting hit yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so know? It's that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Uh, it's I, hard. It's I tough. was like this forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very oblivious to when guys were hitting on me or, or interested. Even guys that I did have a crush on. I didn't, and and then later they said they liked me, but they didn't see a reaction from me. So like I missed that opportunity because, um, and I don't know what your upbringing was like or what your background is, but I just didn't really have guys that were interested in me throughout most of my childhood. And like in high school, it was really awkward and like punk rock and stuff. And, and so I went through like all of that, just accepting that the guys I have crushes on don't like me back. Yes. And so once I accepted that, I was very free and I was like, like whatever, Yay. I'm myself. Yeah, like 100%. I'm, I'm just a, I'm a guy's, I'm a, I'm friends with a lot of I'm guys. I'm unaffected. I'm the, the guy's girl, sure. you know, where I can hang out with the guys, but no one's attracted one to me. One of the guys. Right, exactly. And so then over a summer, I lost a bunch of weight and I got my braces off and I you truly went to summer camp. Yeah. In the movie, ter- in yes, the movie terminology. But yeah. I didn't know. Right. I lost weight, but I wasn't like, trying to do it to get a guy yeah, i just yeah. like was overweight and then i stopped eating french fries um <laughs> like that's what happened and and so then all of a sudden guys were like really nice to me and i was just like wow guys senior year are way nicer than guys in so their junior stupid. year like i just thought that like wow guys really mature a lot in that they grew, year they grew up yeah but they're like extremely nice like they go out of their way they'd like loan me their sweatshirts they like do all this like all this stuff that they didn't do before and i was just like 
wow, guys are fucking great. Pretty girls and, got it so easy, man. And later I realized like they were hitting on me or they were like trying to make a move and like I wasn't reciprocating because I was just like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. I was like, hey, I washed your sweatshirt. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't aware. And then my mom, I'm, my mom and I went, you, I was the same age as you on my 21st birthday. My mom and I went to Vegas and it was just a girl's trip, just me and my mom. Okay. And we were gambling and like having a good time. And um, when I would walk, I like to walk fast. I just like know where I'm going all the time and I have a purpose and I'm just like, I'm walk just walking. Fast. I, yeah. I walk too fast. I've gotten complaints. Um, I complain. So my mom is trailing behind and she is just cracking up. And I'm like, what the fuck is so funny? And like, why are you so slow? And she finally catches up to me and she's like, oh my God, Nikki, like every guy was like turning their head, like craning their neck to look at you and you just didn't even look. Like you didn't even see them. And at the time I was complaining about being single. Like, <laughs> like it wasn't like I wasn't looking or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she's just like, I was like, where? What guys? Where? Because I just was so unaware because I didn't know how to read those yes. those things and yes. I'm not and I'm not saying that to brag about guys looking at me but well she was bragging saying, about the gifts so you're bragging about that exactly that's why I was calling it back to that yeah. <laughs> but I uh, yeah I, it really took me a while to read those signs and now I'm very aware almost in a way that I wish I wasn't I wish I I wish that what I believed was pure intentions before yeah. were, were real but dude we were just talking about this yesterday where um yeah, when you're of a certain age, you just don't know when people are into you. Yeah. You just fucking, you just don't know. A certain level of experience, too, yes. I think. Because, like, so girls I, th I genuinely believe for him to take time and money to, to spend this, to, to, to spend on her. Yeah. I think that he digs her if he knew her name and wasn't anonymous. Okay, another bit of information we're missing, though, yes. is, is he a rich guy? Because, like, True. what I might think is, like, really expensive, maybe to him was, like, a drop in the bucket. True. You know? True. Hmm. Something to consider. Something to think about. But I don't know. I would say like if they are genuinely like putting thought into things they're doing for you, like specifics. Yeah. Like where if you mention, oh, my favorite ice cream flavor is oh, yeah. raspberry nougat, and then they go buy you raspberry nougat Thoughtful. the next time you see them, they thought about you because they like you. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. They're trying to get it. They want to get that ass. But you know what <laughs> I like is whoever is sponsoring us in this ad right now. Oh, me too. I love them. You know what I love? A let's break. Go, let's go talk about them. A good break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a Happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blythe. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> and we're back. Did we answer her question? or just we... No. <laughs> God, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it is too hard. <laughs> yeah, Sometimes well, you just got to move on. You're just going to learn by experience of who likes you and who doesn't like you. Yeah, I mean, come on, and, man. And you might fall on your face. You might think a guy likes you, and then you go for it, and then he doesn't like you, and then that's how you learn, too. You know how hard that one was? That one's like, hey, uh, Nikki and Steve, my parakeet had this weird cough every four minutes. <laughs> uh, what, what should I do? We're like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. What do you think of that? I don't know the way the guy looks at you. I don't know the way he talks to you. I don't know anything. I don't know what he got you even. Thanks for not telling us that. All right? Yeah, I wish I knew details. Jesus. Jesus. Moving on. Send your pet questions to uh, podcast at Nikki.limo. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, Nikki and Steve. Please keep me anonymous. Love you. Oh, yeah. this uh, The title of this is Follow Up to an Answered Podcast Question. So we have answered yes. their question. Here's yes. a follow up. Yay. We're communicating. Uh, 
Hi, Nikki and Steve. Please keep me anonymous. Love you guys as always. So I finally followed your advice. I messaged the guy who I liked in college who didn't know me by name, maybe by face and lives across the state from me. I remember it's this. been some time now and still no response. At least I won't have this regret of not trying and having to think of what ifs. My question now is, how do I move forward? Since I knew this was the possible outcome, I already know I could be heartbroken, which I am, but was I was already at terms with that. I've been on dating apps and in person casually looking since the time I've graduated till now, but no one really hits the same spots that I felt he could in terms of personality, at least from my sense of who he was. I know Nikki talked about how Steve checked off her list of being funny and how he treated others. I'm sure this is the same for Steve after meeting Nikki. This guy checked off so many boxes for me, I didn't even know that I had, and it's been hard to find someone even close. How would you guys find someone else after having met someone who matches everything you want and think is perfect but can no longer have them? Okay. Oh, really? Does he match everything? Because it sounds like he's not getting you back, girl. Yeah, communication sounds like a pretty uh, big issue. That's big on my list. Maybe that's not one of her boxes. Oh, it should be. Yeah. She should add it. I think I have an answer. Okay. Okay, so when I finally realized that Steve was the type of guy that checked all my boxes, because when we first met, and I, I don't know if you heard all this, but I thought he was a dick for like the first couple <laughs> of years that I met him. He did not check my boxes. I was like, I'm so glad I'm not in a relationship with that guy. Nice. Um, but then I didn't really know him. I only knew the surface level of him. You and, do. And then once I got to know him, I was like, holy shit. Like, he's actually so sweet and so thoughtful and so caring and funny and got this dark side. And then he started checking all my boxes. So I never thought, I was kind of the opposite, where I never thought that was possible because I saw him as being in a long-term relationship, pretty much married. They lived together. They got a dog. You know, I, yeah, very unavailable. But I just saw him as a template. So I was like, I want to find someone with those qualities. Exactly like that. Exactly with those qualities. So I think if anything, you said this guy checked off boxes that you didn't even know you had. This guy is now set a standard for you, which I think is great because I don't think you should just blindly casually date like a lot of people do of like, I don't know anyone, you know, and then you get in a toxic relationship and you're like, oh, love is a myth, you know. Um, I think knowing those ahead of time is going to make it so much easier for you to know when you found the one. Because when that guy's sitting in front of you and you're like, wait, check, 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 check. Holy shit. Yep. You checked all my boxes. Like knowing what you want is half the battle of getting what you want. Yep. So the fact that you found that out from this guy, I think that was what was meant you to be. You know the guy's out there, but that wasn't the guy. Yeah. This guy's not that great. I'm sorry. He's we not, don't like him. We don't like him. We hit, we're canceling him. So yeah, we're, we're over it. Why aren't you? We're watching your reality show and we're like, that's not the one for we're her. Like, why won't she get him give off the up show. on him? Get him off the show. She's so great. And then I'm like, I'm voting him off. Yeah, me too. And I go to my app. And then, I and then I vote from another app on another phone. Yeah, just so he gets two votes I vote on Nikki's phone and my phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I hope that helps because I feel like you're missing the little part that's like the little shift in perspective. Yeah, you 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 you're thinking this is the movie Serendipity, and there's only you're going after that only that one guy, and that there's not just that one guy. Yeah, there's like three billion dudes out there, man. You can do it. One of them's gonna check all the boxes. You can do and it. And even more boxes that you didn't even go know to about. Mumbai, India. <laughs> you'll meet a fuck ton of dudes very quickly. That's my advice. That's Thank true. You. There's a lot of dudes there. Lots. A lot of dudes. All right. How do you manage your finance? Is the title of this one. Hiya, Sticky. Firstly, thank you for all your hard work. I love the show. Love you too and wish you all the best in your life. Hope you have so many babies together because the world needs more Nickies and Steves. Bless you, sweet Aww. child. Sweet, sweet child. I don't want a lot of babies coming out of me though, but... Um, I would, wouldn't mind. But I would love them in the world. So... I'm 22. My boyfriend and I are going to move in together this summer once I finish college. I'm wondering, how do you two manage your money? The boyfriend will be starting college, which is completely fine and okay with me, and I'll be in full-time work. I'm really curious how you save money, what you save for. Being a YouTuber, how do you save for retirement, if you do? Also, I love your vlogs, Nikki, but when you get your nails done or facials or the Apple Watch Fitness, those expenses freak me out. But I do believe self-care is important no matter how much it is. I, do, I, I don't want the relationship to be ruined or controlled by money. What would you say is a good ratio of spend and save? By the way, there's no joint account and no intention to get a joint account until we are married. Thank you so much. God bless. Alina. What a great question. That is such a great question. It's and very pertinent. Very valid concerns too. Yeah. So I feel the same way as you when I would watch Sex in the City. I was 21 okay. or 20, 21 when I was watching Sex in the City and I was like, damn, those girls 
are in their 30s, living in New York, in their own apartments, and they're still they still can afford to buy all those clothes and then get drink Cosmos and oh, like that floor to ceiling windows in their yeah, apartments. Holy and shit. even the thought of getting one cocktail at a bar was like a huge expense to yeah, me. I, I was like, oh, twelve dollar drink, like just for the drink? That's crazy. But that was always my goal. I was always like, but man, like that's a cool lifestyle, you know? Yeah, like, to not sweat it would, yeah. be, would be sick. To, and like they have their other problems. Like Miranda has relationship problems with Steve and blah, 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 you know? But like their lifestyles are like they are working, they are living, they are drinking, they're doing it. I remember thinking about what if I could go to the grocery store and not think about how much money I'm spending oh, yeah. and how nuts that would be? Oh, I used to work at cocktail bars and restaurants, like very high class, like five star, five diamond luxury cocktail bars. And I was like, man, if I if I ever reach a point in my life when I can just waltz in here, drink whatever I want, pay the bill and not even worry about yeah, the yeah. the number, I would that's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. Yep. That's an insane level of success. Um, I think I mentioned before too, like mm-hmm. I would walk through the store free people and I would just look, I would love everything and I would look at the price tag and I'm like, 60 bucks for a shirt? That's insane. Yeah. And and so I was like, man, if I could ever just like walk in the store and buy it and not think tight. about it. It'd be tight. Yeah. And but so, the only reason why you can do things like that right now is because you do budget shit really, really well. I do. Really and, prudently. And I know my limits. So I have what I aspire to always. Mm-hmm. And to me, the fact that I am doing those things that I that I can go into that bar and order a drink and not worry about it, yeah. um, I I very much am grateful for that. I'm so like I'm very aware of that. I don't take that for granted. I'm always like, wow, I can't believe that I've reached that point in my life too. Like that's that's really cool. Um, there's now I have bigger goals, but mm-hmm. uh, I hear you. Um, I think that it all started from being able to manage money well, and I think your head's in the right place. Absolutely. Oh my god, you're so, asking the right questions. You have no idea. Uh, either you need. Okay, you figure out the lifestyle you want, and either you need to find a way to save more money for that lifestyle, or find a way to increase your income so that you can, um, you know, afford that lifestyle. With like, yeah, what kind of lifestyle do you want? Expenses, um, right? So for some people, they're like, well, I don't need a lot. I just want to, you know, eat food and, and pay my bills. I, li- I, I work. <laughs> I work to live. Yeah. So they're like, yeah. I just want a nine to five, and then I like to kick it on the weekends, and, and I like to go surfing or whatever. Yeah. I'm always about, um, so I learned this thing way early that was pay yourself first, you know, and it really hit me. It really like changed my life. When you get your paycheck, if you're an employee, the government already took a bunch of that out in taxes. Mm -hmm. They already like, they already took 15% or whatever it is for you. I think it's like 15, 15 to 20%. Um, and so they get paid first before you get paid which I think is bullshit. But <laughs> that's that aside. Yeah. That's why I like um, being a 1099. Or I liked the shift yeah. into being a contractor because even though you're supposedly pay more in taxes, um, you, you have the opportunity to pay yourself first. And if you're able to pay yourself first, that money can grow you money and then you end up making more money even though you're getting taxed at a higher rate because you got to spend that money early. You got paid first. Yeah. So I always kept that mentality no matter if I was working as an employee or as an independent contractor or as a business owner or whatever. Um, when you get when you receive money, put away 20% immediately. That's paying yourself first. That money should go into long-term savings and investments. That, that money should go into growing your wealth and making you more money. Or saving up for a vacation or some something luxurious, something that you want to do. Yeah. Self-care. You know, I, I say in the beginning, 10% towards investments, 10% towards long-term saving, like things that you're, like a house or whatever you're saving for, something more immediate. Um, and then uh, that money, you know, can make you money. Um, and then you reach a point, it's like if you're doing it correctly and you're investing wisely, you have compounded interest and then you're making passive income. So you're making money off of that money that you invested. And that's how you afford to be able to get your nails done or your you know, the self-care stuff, the m- massages or luxury items that maybe you didn't have the budget for before. What kind of account is that money in to make you compound interest? Uh, you could have several different accounts and I think we should get into a whole episode. Okay. Uh, we have an episode on investments that we did 
way in the beginning of Should They Don't Tell yeah, You yeah, with yeah. Joe Jizakawa. And I think we touched on a lot of things, but we didn't really get into the house or like the um, the different avenues. That Is you it like could... an allied account real quick? Uh, I have, I immediately put all of my money into, yeah, I do have an ally account. I think there might be other savings accounts that have higher interest rates now, but at the time that was the highest yeah. passive in- interest rate. But that should really only be a holding place until you find something that um, gets you a much higher interest rate. So I would, I mean, if you're trying to keep up with inflation, you need at least like an eight to 10% interest rate. Um, so yeah, that's a, but at least your money's being held in a place that you're getting some interest mm-hmm. in the, in the interim. It's a smarter move than just yeah. chilling in your bank account. And, and that 10%, if you're putting 10% in investments and 10% is going to stay in that account for just a long-term savings that you can pull from and like it's more liquid, uh, at least you're, you are getting, uh, an interest on that. Exactly. To for comparison, um, my Ally account, I think, gives me 3% interest. And then if I were to do that at a mainstream bank like Bank of America, um, I think they only give like 0.25% interest. Pretty it's it's pretty, really, like, really bad. Yeah. And the banks should be doing this for you because um, they're essentially, when you put your money in a bank, they're borrowing money from you. They're using it to loan to other people. So they're borrowing that from you. They should be paying you interest. Just like when you borrow from them, you are paying them interest. Unfortunately, it's a warped system where we pay way more interest than yep. they pay us, but that's okay. I'm not going to get there. That's why we buy Bitcoin. You're in the beginning. You're moving in together. What I did was I did everything in envelopes. I was a waitress, and so I got a lot of money in cash. Like most of my income was tips. And I would put them, I would set aside 20% for me, right? Pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. And then I would put them in envelopes to, like, if my rent is, my half of the rent is $600. So I know that I need to um, make at least, you know, 600 <laughs> divided by four. Oh, you do the math. 120 or whatever it is. Sure. Um, uh, a week. Um, I think it's 100, I don't know, 125. Um, wait, that's not. I don't know. I'm looking at you like you know. Why are you looking at me? I don't give a fuck. It's gonna bother I'm me. I'm not mathing. I'm not gonna math today. I'm trying to. Right. I'm trying to. I'm trying to react. Okay, divided by four. Okay, 150. So I know I have to make 150 a week. So at the end of each week, I should have 150 dollars in that envelope. That's for rent. And then at the end of the month, I would have 600 dollars for rent. So that money, it's like it was never there. That's how I manage that money. It's like I don't touch that envelope because that is the rent envelope. And you can do this with accounts. And as you continue to learn to manage money that way, you'll be able to do it without having the envelope there. But in the beginning, it was really helpful for me to have that envelope just so I know my rent is covered. Let's say you split the utilities up. You know your share is $50. I split that up by the week too. And I would, um, or you could do bi monthly if you get paid every other week. You know, you could go by two weeks, I should have $300 set aside for rent. Um, and then I did everything that way. Utilities, um, how much groceries would cost, what is my share, what do I need to set aside for the paycheck? When the paycheck comes in, it's $1,200. I set aside this much for this, this much for this, this much for this. And then what's left over is your um, padding, like your the padding, padded income, whatever it's called. Sure. Like the leftover. It's Beautiful. what you can like, like your, you know, if something happened. There you go. Yeah. Do that, was, that. Those are some great. That's long winded, but I mean, but yeah. There's a lot. We could do a whole episode on money management, and I don't even think this touches the tip of the iceberg. But um, don't uh, don't let those expenses of other people freak you out because that comes from learning, like man, doing it for a while, managing money for a while. If you see people that are your age that are having all those big expenses, maybe they learned that a lot earlier than what you know what you're learning at. Like if you were raised in a really wealthy family, like they maybe raised you to put everything in investments since day one. And maybe you have passive income already, you know? Mm. I don't know. But learning how to you work the system to get passive income, I think is your your best bet. Yes. All right. We have time for another one? Oh yeah. Okay. Right person, wrong timing. Hey, Nikki and Steve. Love watching your guys' podcast together. Big Mood and JK News. Haha. I watch it all. Thank you for brightening my day with all the jokes and keeping it real. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for watching. So I have a question. What is your opinion on the whole concept of right person, wrong time? 
2020 has been good to me so far. This month, however, has been mentally tough on me. I've had a crush on this guy for a while. We share a lot of the same common interests, the same ambitious mentality and family values. This month, I indirectly found out that him and this girl are slowly becoming a thing. I've seen this girl around plenty of times from just observation. How do I put this? She's not the brightest. And whenever he comes around, she just drops everything for him and literally just goes the extra mile to get his attention. She comes off as too desperate to me. I don't ever want to stoop to her level to get a man's attention. Even though I do talk to him once in a while, I keep myself busy with work, studying, and other creative projects to do. Yet, he went for her. So hearing about that just kind of crushed me on the inside. On top of that, I recently had a fallout with one of my good friends. Let's just say this friend did something shady, confronted about that privately, and they kept making excuses as to what, why they did what they did. I'm not a resentful person, but I lost a lot of respect and, worst of all, trust after what they did. The interaction is not the same anymore, dealing with heartbreak from both a crush and a friendship at the same time. It's a lot to deal with. I've cried it all out, and surprisingly, I've been handling myself well. I try my best to occupy myself with work, spending time with friends, and focusing on my fitness goals. I'm not super sad, but I'm not happy either. I haven't felt like myself these days, and I, I think I might be somewhat still in the grieving pro process in all this. I guess this was something I should have saw coming. I'm about to start nursing school in a month. Not that you can, can't be in a relationship while going through the program, but nursing school is not an easy road and I've seen dark moments. I guess maybe right now trying to start something with this guy is just not the right time. I've talked to my friend about this desperate girl's antics and they said, just because she got what she wanted doesn't mean it'll last. That kind of makes me feel better, but dealing it with it is tough. As I've gotten to know him as a person, he does have flaws. And of course, I have flaws too. We both have a lot of growth to do. To put into perspective, I'm 23. He's going to turn 24. I'm not going to wait for him to do that because that's dumb. I have my own shit to do at the end of the day. But it'd be interesting to hear your guys' perspective on this. I love you guys so much. Heart. Thank you. We love you. Um, Man, this guy, I mean... He's not ready. He's not ready, right? Yeah. And and also too, sometimes you have to tell people when you like them a little harder. Because right. so we were just talking about this. Some guys can be dense. Some girls can be dense. Yeah. You, they don't always necessarily get the message. So that girl made it very obvious that she, she couldn't have been more him. obvious. Yeah. Probably, right. So you thought it was embarrassing, but she's really laying it on thick because she's like, "Yo, I like you, fuckhead." And maybe this guy didn't think anyone liked him. Exactly. So he was like, "Oh my god, this girl likes me! Wow." So yeah. This so, is awesome. so maybe open your mind to the to the concept of when you want something letting the thing that you want know that you want yeah it. yeah it's true be it people or things yeah I it learned, helps a lot i learned that the hard way too yeah dude yeah and, and and anytime i came on to a chick strong that i thought liked me it usually worked out because i came on pretty strong yeah like you gotta let them know that you like them because <laughs> that and don't have regrets about this i know you're hearing this you're like ah shit i fucked up or whatever no it's just a learning thing like you'll find another guy you're young you're going to nursing school doctors are horny fuckers oh yeah they're they're hot they're hot they're horny they're smart washboard abs. they're rich yep two percent body Get fat per percentage <laughs> I, I, I mean you know <laughs> Not the doctors i've seen <laughs> perfectly coiffed hair yeah i mean those doctors are fucking hot right those young doctors yeah oh my god and they're wealthy they got student loan debt up their ass. Up their assholes. You're going to have fun. Maybe you'll get a, a prostate doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. You get a prostate doctor who knows all the dicks. Student, he knows all the good dicks. Yeah. So you'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I think you're learning through this right now. That, Yeah. Next time, let them know you like them. Yeah. .com, .org, .u. Let them know. There's a song about that that just, struck, that just reminded me of a song. Which song? Like if you like them, let, let them know. I don't know, but I don't know how to. That's I don't not know. A song. I know it's not. I'm getting. I can't think of the lyric. You, but it was the. You lost the farm. It was Lima. the essence of the song. You lost the friggin' farm. Fuck. Yeah, nobody's with you on this one. Icebreaker. <laughs> Iceman wins. Icebreaker out. Iceman wins. <laughs> Flawless victory. Finish her. Finish the Iceman. No, her. Because you're oh, finishing me. Oh yeah. You won. True, true. 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 Unless you don't want to finish the job. No, oh, I'll finish it later. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. All right. Podcast question on self-care. I have an important question that I've been asking myself for a while now. I struggle with this and thought you both would be great people to ask. Almost every day I try to think of ways to give myself better self-care. Whether it's a long bath or going on an adventure by myself, I just feel what little I do for myself isn't enough or not working. Not only do I want to perform better self-care to help with depression, but I want to better myself as a person. My question is, what do both of you do for self-care? From a fan that loves your faces, Amber. Aw. Hi, Amber. Um, yeah. Would oh, the question is what do what do, what do we do for self care? Yeah. Okay, so this has been a hard one for me and I think we addressed a little bit of it on an earlier question of the like facials and, and getting massages and stuff. To me, self care was always seen as a luxury. 
item, like an, a luxury to do that like, wow, you have the time to do self-care. That's crazy. So I, I feel like I developed these beliefs that I just needed to keep working because I didn't deserve self-care. So um, first of all, it's very new to me. I think with only true. in the past year have I been like, I should take some self-care time, you know? Yeah, yeah, true. Um, and even then, I thought I was being silly doing it. I was like, who am I that before, gets to just- No, before this past year, the only thing you really did was get your hair cut. Yeah, and nails. And nails, I started yeah. getting my nails done a, f- a few years ago. But you also used to do your own nails years ago. I did. So. Well, that's because I didn't think I could afford or really, you know, was the kind of person that was able to get my nails done. Yeah, but then you started liking it. Yeah. And it is a self-care and thing. It is a, it is, and it's a pamper thing, and it is yeah. a luxury thing, but it's something that I definitely feel like affects everything else in my life, where like these little self-care things that I took time out for enhanced the all my work, like the yeah. things that I am spending so, the majority of my time doing. Um, and the thing I do for self-care recently is I think that you know going on hikes and walks and stuff really helps. Going on a walk, definitely. Meditating, for sure. Writing in my journal, my bullet journal, that's a lot of self-care. Um, little things that I'm like, I'm taking care of my environment and my things now more. I never used to do that before. I used to, I'm a chronically messy person. But in the past few years, I've really started taking care of my environment around me. And just the act of taking care of something that I own, like taking care of my belongings, makes me feel like I'm taking care of myself. We've kept too. the kitchen clean this year. Pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. And we never used to make the track. bed before. We, nope. We've been making the bed for like five years now. It's been pretty sick. That's pretty cool. Uh, I have been doing the keto diet, which is very, I, I enjoy it very much. Yeah. And uh, that's part of self-care for me. And I also have been going to the gym like a motherfucker. And I and I love it. It's I look forward to it now every day. Yeah. Instead of, but it's getting that first momentum push that's the hard thing. But, yeah, you have to you have to do something for yourself. You have yeah. to. Yeah, I have like really bad back pain, mm-hmm. and so I have to get massages. But a lot of times I'll be like, I don't have time for a massage, or I don't have time for me, and it makes everything bad. Like because I can't work as efficiently when my back is, hurts a lot. Like even right now, like I know, you I know, know. yeah, just, it's just all like this. But um, yeah, when so when I take time out to do the massages, I think recognizing the importance of the act which i don't know if that was the question i'm confused if i'm answering it correctly no she's saying what do you what do we do for okay, self-care? okay cool yes so that's what we do i keep ca- talking about like the reasoning behind it i yeah. think part of me is still trying to com- like convincing myself like you need it's this okay like, it's okay yeah. like it's okay yeah. i'm like, like who are you trying to convince right even my nutritionist which i went to to help with gut health yes she was like she, she didn't ask me at all about my diet or exercise she asked me what my work life was like because stress directly affected my physical health, which directly affected my mental health. Everything affected each other. And so when I realized that um, taking care of myself and like, uh, you know, de-stressing and that that kind of stuff affected everything is when I really prioritized it and made time for it. That makes sense. Okay, so that was just, you know, something that I had to learn. If other people are asking about that, maybe you should know that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for your questions today. Yeah, we hope you, you got guys. something out of that. Um, we're not experts, but I'm we're, an expert we're at scuba cool. diving. Nobody's asked me any scuba diving questions, but that's fine. I guess maybe next week. Um, your certification expired, so I don't trust you anymore. My certification, uh, the knowledge does not expire. When was the last time you went scuba diving? I was scuba dived, I, I, I left scuba dive approximately eight years ago. So you're not up to date on scuba code. So why would I ask? Well, you? no, the scuba code doesn't go away. It's I'd rather same, ask somebody it's that's the same rule. It's the same rules. I'd rather ask someone that's an expert. The knowledge does not expire. Frankly, like and, uh, you, and I will be someone taking, with a certification that is intact. I will be taking all surf, all scuba certification questions. Uh, please send them to don't send podcast them. Send them to an expert if you podcast. know it's good for you. Pod- if you even know it's good for you, please send them to podcast at nikki.limo. But all other questions you can send to podcast at nikki.limo. Uh, also and check out our Patreon. We do bonus episodes every month, <clears> and uh, you could check out. I don't know. I guess you could check out Steve's Instagram or something. Uh, you you also, if you have a question about diving uh, at 50 meters or below, um, please ask send an, expert, an expert. Podcast at ask Nikki someone Dot, else. At Nikki Dotlima, Someone you. else. Anyone else. Thank uh, you. Thanks, me. guys. We love you. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.